Welcome to Allendale Market Talk Podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. Mike, this week, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, uh, a lot of things that uh, we've got to be uh, getting ready for uh, in the next uh, the week, the next week, the next two weeks, the next three weeks. So let's talk a little bit about volatility in the markets. What are we seeing as far as the the back and forth uh, and uh, the uh, the premium uh, pumping uh, in the uh, in the markets right now? Yeah, so right now you got a lot of these markets going sideways, and with that sideways motion, you get this volatility drained out of the market and drained out of the option premium. So options are not not overly priced at this point. They're actually pretty cheap, uh, which leads to not a lot of want to sell them. And with how long we've been sideways, you're starting to get to that point that there's not a lot, a lot of want to buy them either. And actually, soybeans are sitting at about a 14 historical low in volatility. So it, we're sitting at a, a very quiet time for the commodity markets as a whole in a historical time base. Mm-hmm. Now, is there uh, is there anything to uh, to to talk about when it comes to the inversion that we've seen on the beans now? Is that something to be worried about? Well, typically that's a, a bullish sign, and, and typically that's something that lets you know that hey, we should not be storing these. We should be looking at making sales over the next uh, several weeks. Uh, but with what's been going on recently, it might be more so a sign to say hey, we should get some sold now, uh, considering you have unknowns about this China deal. Uh, you had obviously Peter Navarro make his uh, un warranted unjust uh untrue comment about the trade war being over saying that later that comment was taken out of context and he really only meant it to mean that we can't trust china but the fact of the matter is he still made the comment the market still sold off and didn't quite want to fully recover on the grain side of things here today uh with those comments still putting a bad taste in people's mouth right now we we are not seeing the same thing uh, in the corn market uh, um, right now. Old crop uh, corn uh, still uh, still the low uh, the low hanging fruit. Whereas uh, when you look at the new crop contracts, you do have a carry in the market, and that's something that you and I have talked about uh, uh, over the last few weeks. Now let's update everybody on on where we stand with that uh, with that carry. Yeah, so right now that carry, uh, the one we were talking about, we were really focusing on that DS20 to July 21 spread. That's currently sitting at about 24 cents under the discount of December to July. So you're sitting at a pretty normalized carry at this point. Uh, But as we get further and further into the season and know more and more about this crop, what it looks like, yield potentials, uh, and just exactly what we're looking at supplies-wise with being further through a marketing year for demand side of things, we should be, especially with how it's looking right now, expecting to see more of a carry in this market going forward. If we're staring at a $3 billion plus carry out in corn, that's going to warrant a little bit different than a normalized carry in the market, considering we're looking at just such a large supply of corn. Mm. It should be pretty telling that, uh, obviously, since uh, in the last couple of days, we've we've seen pressure in the uh, in the corn market, and you've seen that uh, that spread uh, widen back out uh, from about 22, 22 and a half cents, uh, all the way back out to 25. When that pressure comes in, we are seeing that uh, that selling uh, accelerate in the December contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not only that is, even if you just look 
and keep your eye on this front month, July, you gapped lower and held the gap open throughout the day. And that's very telling considering the fact that the last two weeks we gapped higher and was unable to hold the gap open. And we finally gap lower and hold it open. That's that's another telling sign there. So you got a lot of different things that are telling you that it's, it's not not a bullish picture at this point. Right. Um, now with with that gap lower, what are, what are what else is the uh, are the technicals uh, uh, telling us right now in this corn market specifically? Are we uh, are we doing some damage here, or are we going to right to where we need to go and 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 holding it up? Or, or what uh, what do you think right now? Yeah, today was a little crazy on the charge just from the comments last night. You did break through support uh, for corn. You broke through your uptrend line. You did close right on it, uh, but as of last night, you broke through it. Uh, so that's that's a little concerning. Uh, you might not put as much weight on it considering it was due to a false comment that really flushed us. Uh, mm-hmm. But the fact that trade was so willing to sell off, I think, should be the, the bigger thing to pay attention to is just that market psychology of more so being ready to sell than buy at this time. Right. And then you look at the at the fundamental picture uh, when it comes to corn and the heat to, that everybody wants to uh, to see uh, to, to hopefully get some uh, some premium built into this market or that ridge that has been building up. It's not there. I mean, the ridge is building, but the the heat is not there in the forecast for the next, uh, say, two weeks uh, to put some stress on this market and be uh, be concerned about the uh, uh, the pollination period as we move into July. And then you also have uh, you know pretty frequent uh, rain events uh, across the entire Midwest too. So that's that's something to be a little bit concerned about. The as we've talked in <clears throat> in the past that. You're you're working with a ticking time bomb when it comes to corn because if you go into pollination cooler and maybe a little bit wetter, that's going to help that pollination. This goes from a you know 178 179 crop to maybe a 180 crop that people are starting to talk about, and we do have that potential. I mean the the genetics are are definitely there to warrant if we get enough uh, enough sun and enough uh, rain and enough heat to uh, to grow this stuff it's going to uh, to to be a big crop mhm yeah we have a lot more potential like you're saying to maybe see this crop get bigger more so than what everyone wants which is to see this crop get smaller and that's that's a very concerning point that really has to be monitored because it's it's a pretty ideal situation you have sporadic dryness i mean you have these rainstorms come through and it's it's nothing widespread but you're getting spots that are getting rain when it needs to uh spots that are still looking dry but maybe be receiving rain soon but no widespread problem like what we saw last year with the moisture right you could call around and you could find everyone saying hey yeah there's definitely a moisture problem yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, things that kind of come to a head uh, next week, and and uh, things that uh, you know the uh, that are going on in the markets that we'll need to be paying attention to. Obviously, weather is always going to be one of them. We get to the uh, to the uh, early to mid part of next week, and you're looking at a two two week forecast that includes the first half of July already. Um, that'll be uh, that'll be telling. We need to make sure that uh, if there is not that heat or if there is still active rain in the forecast, uh, that uh, we start to look at uh, at protection plans. The other thing that could be uh, potentially market moving is going to be this uh, this quarterly grain stocks and planted acreage reports that are uh, on Tuesday of next week. Any uh, any thoughts on those going forward as we uh, as we get closer? 
Yeah, right now you're having some people talk about maybe North Dakota acres going down. Uh, from what I've heard in North Dakota, it sounds like uh, maybe we might be overplaying that story. And it's going to be interesting because, like we said, we need some kind of story to make this supply get smaller. And at this point, it just seems like no matter what we do, it just seems to be get bigger and bigger. So we'll see what the estimates, which are going to be out tomorrow, have to say. That should be a market-moving event, getting some kind of uh, – numbers to at least price in in the short term before we get the actual numbers next week but it'll be interesting to see what everyone has to say based off of their their data collection what their clients are saying let's do what we what we like to do which is uh prognosticate a little bit uh by the time we actually uh, record our next uh, podcast, we'll have those numbers in hand, not just the estimates, but the ones from the USDA. So let's uh, let's talk specifically planted acreage, uh, Mike, because we that seems to be the key that everybody wants to to look at. Even though they uh, they probably the market will move more on the stocks numbers. What do you think we have for planted acreage? We had 97 million uh, put out by the USDA back in March. Where do you think we're going to be on this report uh, next Tuesday? I hate to say it, and I know the listeners are going to hate to hear it, but I think we're close to that 98, maybe even 99. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I'll, I'll second that emotion. I won't go as, as, as high as your, uh, your number there. I'm going to say uh, 96 and a half to 97 and a half. Uh, uh, you could take off a little bit uh, in uh, North Dakota, but what I think where the, uh, the unknown factor is, is how quickly the Western belt planted. Uh, those guys got out there and planted uh, pretty quick. If you, if you look at historically, when we plant fast, we tend to plant more corn. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the, the biggest concern. So I don't think it's going to go quite near that 98 to 99 that you're talking about. But I would not be surprised if we are a little above that uh, that March number. Yeah, I've just been here. Like I said, I think North Dakota might be a little bit surprising based on mm-hmm. some conversations been had. So, yeah. yeah, we'll check in next week and see what those numbers have in store for everybody. But this week for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung, Greg McBride, signing off. You guys have a great one. Mm-hmm.